Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Interior podcast studio afternoon. Caitlin and Jamie wait quietly as they get the go ahead from Aristotle to start. Hey, welcome to the Bechdel cast. Hi. I thought you were going to keep going with that. I was going to start breathing heavy. <laughs> but then you stopped. Yeah. The second I, I started breathing heavy. Yeah, I kind of bailed on it. But bail. um, Don't bail on the bit. Well, I, th- like me saying, hey, welcome to the Bechdel cast was like Caitlin's dialogue. So then I was just reading dialogue. And oh. then you came in with your dialogue i well mine was a, an action line more it was like jamie begins to breathe heavily true um anyway i'm caitlin i'm jamie this is the bechtel cast yeah it is uh it's a podcast about the portrayal of uh women in movies we're here today and we're talking about another movie man we've got to like kick up the energy we got to turn it up to 11 right now maybe i should have gotten my mics hard i'm gonna i'm gonna crank it up crank it up I have a song in my Spotify called Crank It Up. It's a theme to my favorite wrestler. Who's your favorite wrestler? Big Show. Who? Big Show. Big Show? Big Show. He's big and he's at the show. He's very big. He's uh, he's maybe seven feet tall. He's a giant. Can we change the subject? (laughs) He's a big show. Should we introduce our guest? Yes. Cool. She's the best. She's a comedian. She's a writer uh, for GQ. It's Sophia Benoit. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you guys? We're good. You have brought us a movie that we're going to be talking about. I almost called it The Princess Bride. That's not it at all. What is it? Runaway Bride. Runaway Bride. Yeah. Tell us about why you picked this, what it means to you, your history with this movie. So I started talking to Jamie about movies that I loved, and all of my movies are like very romantic comedies from the 90s. Like That's Mm -hmm. the theme of that list. Occasionally seeping into like early 2000s rom-coms. A lot are aimed at teens. Uh, So after looking at that list, I talked with Jamie and I thought this movie is probably one of the earliest movies I ever saw that was made for adults. I'm going to apologize in advance then and say that I'm sorry for how much I hate this movie. <laughs> oh, no. That's fine. There- <laughs> it's okay. I'm not mad yet. <laughs> yeah. Just wait. I love a good shouting match, though. Um, I don't think it'll get to that, but who knows? It's the Bechtel cast. Anything think- can happen. Do you think we'll ever get into a fight? Not like a yelling, like a fist fight? I don't imagine I a get fist in- fight. 
I, I you're gonna to flip a table. Fight. You have a and favorite wrestler, so I would not fight you. It's true. I want to enlist. Yeah, Big Show's about to retire. Oh I'll, god, we're talking about this again. Oh my god. Okay, fine. Let's talk about. Oh, can I actually? I wanted to clear. See if we we're clear to discuss a topic that I would love to talk about. Yeah. But I don't know if everyone's down. Uh, Richard Gere's uh, butt dribble. I'm so down. I'm here. Okay. Do I'm, you are you aware of the lore associated with Richard Gere and the dribble within his ass? It sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't really remember. It's it's great. I have the Snopes tab open <laughs> right now in regards to Richard Gere and the gerbil. It's it reads, uh, Hori Urban Legend reports a celebrity was taken to a hospital emergency room to have a gerbil removed from his rectum. And said celebrity was Richard, Richard Gear. Um, Snopes says it's false, but I, I want to keep that hope alive. It wasn't just that. Apparently, there's like a a sexual thing where you put a it's gerbil a thing, yeah. inside. Oh, I've seen that episode you, of South Park. Okay, yeah. you've seen that. But that's from the rumor of him sure. shoving a gerbil in a tube up his ass. Which is like, they have to be able to mechanically do that by now. Like, you can you can get a tube that has something moving inside of it by You would say, like, you, you mean it doesn't have to be a live right. animal? You it do not just have be to like do that a to a gerbil. Animatronic. As a mother of a hamster, I can't endorse putting a gerbil in your ass. Hey, let's talk about the movie. Okay. You grew up with it. You like it a lot. I, yes. I'm not, I'm not like, I think there's a huge difference between your favorite movie and the best movie. Like, oh, sure. I definitely don't think this is a good movie and I would not. <laughs> this is like on the edge of what I'd make my boyfriend watch. Like, if we had just fought or like he had done something kind of shitty, I would definitely mm-hmm. make him watch it. Like his punishment. Yeah. That's like, it's not punishment. like. It's not like Cinderella's story where that's like if he like slept with somebody in front of my face and I was like, we're watching Cinderella's story tonight. It's my turn <laughs> to pick a movie. But it's definitely like he said something shitty about like my sister or something like sure. that. And I'm like, oh, no, no. We're watching a Julia Roberts movie. That's how I feel about this film. That's like, good. That's good training. It is. No, he he knows how to behave. Yeah. Don't pee on the rug or I'll make you watch a Julia Roberts movie. There's a joke in the movie about peeing on the rug. That's, is there? Is that There is. Though? There's a joke in the movie Which? Um, that his ex-wife has a new husband and he's laughing right. on the rug. And he, she's like, if you pee on my rug. That's the guy who's the limo driver in The Princess second. Diaries. Hector Elizondo. Yeah, he's yeah. in all of Gary Marshall's movies. Oh, weird. Okay. They're like friends. He's he's also like um, in Pretty Woman which also are stars, Julia Roberts and Richard Gere. If you're willing yes. to call them stars, yeah. <laughs> which I am, uh, our stars are also in that film together. Interesting. I, well, because is this, does anyone know, is this the first time they reunite since Pretty Woman? Or? I think it's a sequel to Pretty Woman, really. <laughs> yeah. I, okay, I haven't seen Pretty Woman in a long time, but so much of this movie, I had fun watching it. It was very confusing, particularly towards the end. Like, the sequence of events is just baffling. As a kid, there were things that weren't fucked up about it that are now, I'm like, that's really, really fucked up. Yeah. Wait, Caitlin, do you want to summarize it? Sure. Well, let me start by, so, uh, Jamie, you hadn't seen this movie before, right? I had not, no. Uh, Neither had I. So we both watched it recently. Yeah. So... (laughs) The story is ludicrous. It's fun. All right. (laughs) Richard Gere is a columnist at uh, USA Today. And (laughs) what a funny job. He's like always trying to find his next story. He's like, what do I write about? And he meets this guy in a bar. The guy's like, there's this lady. She she runs away from weddings. Write a story about her. He's like, great idea. I'll do it. And in this world, everyone reads the columns in USA Today. And yeah, and uh, the columnists are famous. You can recognize them on the street. Right. They're an A list celebrity. Hey, what's your next story for USA Today? (laughs) So he writes this story about this woman who he doesn't know, uh, and he ends up getting some facts wrong. So the woman reads it. A.K.A. Julie Roberts, and she's like, "Uh, uh, uh, you got a fact check, sir." So she writes a letter to the editor, gets him fired because he by his said ex-wife. it was yeah by his ex-wife because he said she ran away from uh, seven or eight weddings, but it was only three. So you know this very high stakes story that he messed up a little bit gets I mean, him that's, fired. That's a big mistake. What year was this movie out? Do you remember? I think ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah. Okay, so we were just coming off a Clinton presidency, and I feel like the world, this was news, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, 
things were good back then. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. You have to remember that, like what the standard of what's a news story is different. That makes sense. And also I do believe that that is a story that would appear in In like Huffington Post. Yeah. I don't know. I mm-hmm. believe that this story would be of interest. I don't believe that Richard Gere could make a living as a USA Today weekly columnist. That got me a little stuck. But maybe, maybe I don't know what the going rate was in 99. Who knows? Right. Oh, it's not so much that, um, sure, it's like, it's a human interest story that might be yeah. interesting to some people. The fact that he gets fired over, like, getting a few facts wrong and again, what's well, a very low stakes story? Like if he was like, but like a story about North Korea's to... nukes or something. Yeah, and he yeah. Was right. Like... If he wrote Kim Jong Il ran away from seven or eight weddings when Kim Jong Il had actually only ran away from three weddings, that would be a fireable offense. I, I yeah. agree. Right. <laughs> anyway, so he decides to go to this small town in Maryland where this woman lives to get the story straight once and for all. So Hell he yeah. goes and. He meets her and she's like, you're a bad man. And he's like, oh, I'm just I'm here to basically he wants to see her run away from another wedding because she's about to get married again to Bob Christopher Maloney. Poor Bob. Bob Bob doesn't get Bob Bob gets kicked around in this movie. He's a good guy to recover pretty well from it, which is also an insane plot point that he's still (sighs) two days after he's dumped. He's like. Here, have I'll a, go to little, the wedding. a little I'll go. Boot, boutonniere. The wedding that should have been his wedding, which is the right. weirdest part of this movie by Why far. Why would you go? <laughs> Why would you go? He, first of all, that is, that is a testament to Bob's resilience. He <laughs> bounces back immediately. He's, he's like an emotionless. Yeah, he's like an emotionless coach, you know? He doesn't yeah. have time to put his feelings on the field, even when it comes to Julia Roberts. That's true. That's true. You really have to think about the fact that he's... Willing to give it his all. There's this weird line of dialogue when he's at the wedding. Uh, well, I, I'm sorry. I like just took us to the end of the no, movie. No, it, it. I mean, what happens in the middle? Almost nothing. They hate each other. Then they start to like each other very abruptly, might I add. But the specifics are like, yeah, very abruptly. But uh, he just buys to, her a wedding dress, though. Let's put that out there. If a guy buys you a wedding dress, that's a pretty serious step. That's true. Woo I me, would, daddy. I would love someone to just bring me a wedding dress. Amen. If someone yeah. brought me a wedding dress, like, I'd be like, all right, well, we've already, to quote Julia Roberts' character, we've already got a date and a, and a and venue. It, all we we're missing the church, is a groom. I the dress. Yeah. I guess we should get married. The Okay, so basically, I do agree with you that basically nothing happens for about 45 minutes, except like Joan Cusack gets upset at one point, but then she's fine. Uh, so there's like a Lou. She's not even a character. It's just Joan Cusack is in the movie. That's pretty much yeah. Like she's just she's, upset. She's joning out hard in this movie. She's uh, like Peggy Fleming, Pe- not the ice skater. Yeah, what a weird joke to make. Uh, <laughs> it's such a bad joke. It's a terrible for like a a romantic comedy. Uh-huh. There's almost no trace of comedy in this movie. I found nothing funny about it. Well, no, the- it's funny because her dad. Is an alcoholic. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> One funny line of the movie is when her dad is drunk and calls the dog porthole. I think that's <laughs> yeah, a that classic joke. And I have considered getting a dog and naming it porthole, and no one will know what I'm talking about. But to mm. me, I'll be like from Runaway Bride. But then someone someday someone will know, and then you'll then be, like, we'll okay, be married. Buy me a wedding dress, right? right. Exactly. And it'll, it'll probably be Richard Gear. <laughs> Richard Gear. I love Richard Gere so much. He's one of my faves. Mm-hmm. I don't care what he's done with gerbils. But he's so annoying in this movie. His Well, his character is like, why? Well, okay. Questions about Richard Gere in this movie include, why do people not just ask him to leave? And why? Mm-hmm. And, and in particular, why is he allowed to stay with Julia Roberts' family? No, he stays at a hotel. No, he stays at a hotel because she Does breaks he? in. She breaks into the hotel. Also, her family oh. loves everybody. Her family loves him. They trust him. They love except but for why? the dog Porthole, who barks at his colorful hair. Crazy, <laughs> crazy bit. Oh, that was a what fun a prank. Funny what a fun prank thing in this funny movie. It's like in Big Fat Liar when they make Paul Giamatti blue. <laughs> you ever seen that? No. Okay. Yes, it is like that. <laughs> it, it is like that. That's a good movie. The one joke that, movie. Yeah. that I do like from this movie is the pun that is the hair salon name, which is curl up and dye, but dye spelled D-Y-E for That's like good... hair dye. I like that. And uh, uh, Peggy Fleming's husband 
Corey. has a Corey has a radio show called Wake Up with Flem. Yeah, that's that another a fun good pun. There's a couple. Yeah. That was exciting. A there's little some, thrill. There's some small town charm in this movie. I just I felt I felt so bad for Bob. Okay, so they're at is it the wedding rehearsal? Richard Gere is allowed to be there because Julia Roberts is like, give me money for a nice dress and I'll let you tag along for the third act of this movie. Yeah. Uh, and then they're at Julia and Bob's rehearsal and they're like, Richard Gere, you be the priest? No, they yeah. make him be the groom Goose. and then Bob is going to be the priest so that he can watch her walk down the aisle and not break eye contact with her because right. they set up that like that's the only way she'll marry you is if you don't break eye contact. That And what a terrifying precedent <laughs> uh, for the... It's so, it's like, it is kind of funny how even Julia Roberts accepts like, yeah, if you don't make eye contact with me, I might, I might just leave. And there are times where she and Richard Gere are like, okay, this is a bit much. You guys are making fun of me too much. But like, she still is like, yeah, I run away from a lot of weddings. What's interesting too is that this was right around the time that she had left Kiefer Sutherland at the <gasps> altar two days before their wedding in real life. No way. Yeah, she did that during the filming of the movie Hook, and she, like, ran away from the filming and, like, went to London, and Steven Spielberg had to, like, go get her because she was running away from her wedding from Kiefer Sutherland. Whoa. God, I she, had no idea that That, like, happened. really brings a whole fun element to... I had no idea. Wow. Poor Kiefer. I know. He's had, like, quotes about it later that was like, I understand why. I'm like, I know you cry every night that you're not married to Julia Roberts. God. Oh, man. But what a what a strong showing of of, of uh, manly strength. But, the, but the, okay, so how Richard Gere and Julia Roberts finally get t- together uh, romantically mm-hmm. is that Richard Gere is standing in for Bob because Bob is practicing making eye contact like a good husband. <laughs> <laughs> and... Richard Gere and Julia Roberts kiss for like 45 seconds. It's so long. It's so uncomfortable. And you don't see it coming and everyone in the at the rehearsal is like, "What is going on?" Like Bob starts to flip out, rightfully so. He's practicing eye contact. <laughs> and he's like doing the right thing. Then you know Bob is like, "We're breaking up, you know. Goodbye." And then Julie Roberts and Richard Gere just shrug it off. Yeah. Don't go after Bob. And Agree. then start planning their, their own wedding. wedding. Right. I was like, this is the meanest, most fucked up, toxic thing I've ever seen in my life. I want to see what happens next. <laughs> well, the reason that no one saw it coming that they're suddenly kissing is that it's a poorly written story beat. Like, there's no build up. There's no, like... It's just, to me, it was just like, all right, oh, they're kissing now at this <laughs> wedding rehearsal. It's very sudden. And then they're like, all right, yeah, Bob, Bob's gone. Now I have a dress. I have the church. I have the date blocked off on my calendar. Why don't you and I get married, guy who I hated until two moments ago? Have you guys not ever seen any other romantic comedies? I mean, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> this one, this, no, I mean, I, I love a good romantic com- I love all of them, particularly the J-Lo ones. I love those. But, but this one, this one, the change was so abrupt that even in, as a, as a rom-com lover, I was like, wait a sec, this is. Yeah. And also, Julia Roberts, way to make it clear immediately that you were not invested in marrying Bob even a little. Mm-hmm. Because the second he was like, I don't know, she's like, you're right, I'm going to marry this guy. Yeah. I do think it's kind of reasonable because they're the two hottest people in that town, so you knew they were going to That's fuck. true. That's like, true. If you're the two hottest people, even if someone's about to get married to someone else, you're like, well. Yeah, if someone hotter comes along, you're like, Sorry. Well, we don't know. We never got to see Bob in the suit. That's true. If Bob, maybe he could Bob really is nice. like a Ken doll, like even down to his whole anatomy. Like probably he's just mm-hmm. this non-sexual but very fit man. He's got a, a sex lump. He doesn't have a, a penis. <laughs> I think that's true. He's got a sex lump that gets really hot. Yeah, but, but then it, it kind of cools glows. Down. <laughs> yeah, it glows. That's how I imagine Bob and his sexuality. But then if you give him a little kiss, it cools down. Oh, yeah. Bob Sweet just wants Bob. a little kiss. Um, <laughs> Caitlin's triggered. I'm so triggered. Uh, no, I just, this movie's so profoundly stupid to me. I thought it was f- fun and also just like another, there's just like a lot of real, like, 
bigger than usual rom-com hard lefts where at first it's like, it's funny because her dad's an alcoholic, but then very suddenly it's like, it's sad because her dad's an alcoholic. And then by the end it's like, it's kind oh, of funny dad. that her dad's an alcoholic. To be yeah. fair, as someone who has a dad who's an alcoholic, mm-hmm. I feel like that's really the emotional journey. It's like, <laughs> okay, oh, all right, well, it's kind of funny. Well, that was a good joke. All right, <laughs> yeah. thank you for providing a punchline for my childhood. Right, <laughs> exactly. Can we talk about how this movie is two hours long? Is it? Yeah. Oh, I, Rom-com I, should not be longer than like an hour 40 tops. Hmm. This movie is... Clocks in just under two hours, and it's there is a long period insane. where nothing really happens, but it's all it's it's that's when they do all the uh, rom com goofs and pratfalls and laughs. Mm-hmm. You really have to get all the information about that small town in there. Like, if it's right. Hail Maryland, <laughs> if you can't get all of the shots of Hail, Hail Maryland in there's there, there's a right. salon called Curl Up and Die, and he's like playing with the barbershop quartet, and he meets like the Baker woman, yeah, Betty yeah, Trout. Yeah. Oh yeah, Betty, Betty Trout. I like Betty Trout. I kind of shipped her. her and Bob, but then she's married. But <sighs> well, there's that other, there's that girl, uh, that horny woman who chases after Bob, yeah. and it's like Bob. Oh. Maybe this is a bad time, but here's my phone number. And then she's like, see, look, people are already excited for you. I'm like, dude, just got broken up with, like, left at the altar. By you. If Don't shout encouraging things at poor Bob. Bob needs so much therapy. He needs so much. I, does Julia, do you think he and Julia Roberts have ever had sex? No. Bob? Does she even and- know he has a sex lump? They've had, he he <laughs> spr- springs himself upon her on the floor of their kitchen. I think that probably led oh, to some. I think they were wrestling. Because <laughs> he's Is, a sports Are sex player. and wrestling not the same thing? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. We've, no, we've found one of Caitlin's oh, blind spots. My, my, <laughs> my sex name is Big Show. Big Show. He's got a beard right now. The woman who, I think it's the same character who like runs after him at, right after he's gotten broken up with. Mm-hmm. Is it her cousin who introduces herself in the movie as... I'm Maggie's unmarried cousin. That's how I introduce myself yeah. to people. Hi, I'm Caitlin, comma. I felt unmarried. like she was making a joke, not a good one, but a joke about not being married because he's writing the column about getting married a bunch of times. It's not a clear uh, or good joke. Right. Admittedly, mm-hmm. and it sounds just stupid. But maybe she's maybe going she's for something just there. stupid. Maybe yeah. she just wants to put it out into the universe. He also is hot, so maybe they're trying to set up that like she's being like, I'm single, you know. Could be. But, yeah. yeah. I, I felt for, well, I guess I didn't really feel for, Joan Cusack's role in this movie is f- fun because she was, I mean, I, I feel like she sort of uh, gets better roles now, but she was like the Judy Greer of her time. She's never had a, f- she's never had a starring role in a movie. Like I literally, really? my boyfriend and I have gone through her IMDb page looking Wait, for, this she's, like, she's always like a supporting she's character. She's never had a star, like she's huge. Everyone knows who she is. Right. And she's never had a movie but where she stars in it. she's in School of Rock. She's in everything. I know. She's in my dreams. <laughs> I want her to be season- True Detective season three. It's just her. <laughs> yeah, just, dude, that would be great. She, oh man, she's due for, what is the Matthew Mac- McConaughey McConaughey Yes, yes. It's going to be a, a Joan-assance. I kept wanting to say Black Snake Moan, but that's not the movie that, that uh, Matthew McConaughey was good in. When the, What's the one where... He's... Dallas Buyers Club? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. John you confused Dallas... Dallas Buyers Club for Black Snake Moan? Three words, baby. <laughs> Three word titles. <laughs> there, uh, but, but Joan's role, Joan is clearly caught in one of those weird hometown friendships that has run its course, but there's not anyone else to be friends with. And so she's letting Julia Roberts just wave her nips at Corey. <laughs> and and it ends up being like, but, but and it becomes an issue to and like, oh, is this a B plot where we're at? Where is this going? Nowhere. Joan Cusack. I just like, think it's interesting. It's just what though. you're like. It's just what you're like. It's fine. I was like, man, Joan, stand up for yourself. I do yeah. wish they'd gone further, admittedly, but I think it's an interesting question of, like, a lot of people have friends that are really flirtatious, and it's, like, very uncomfortable, where you're like, I don't really know what to do. Right, and Joan is so nice, and she loves Julia Roberts so much, but there's that's, like, the attitude of everyone towards Julia Roberts in that hometown of, like, this is just how she is, this, this is what she, she does. away, but we love her. No one offers any... Uh, advice or help well, from, a, <laughs> just... from a storytelling point of view the fact that like opportunities for 
tension just aren't capitalized on very much. Like she's like, "Do I flirt with your husband?" And she's like, "Yeah, but it's okay." Like, right? Just, <laughs> there could be just like more conflict and tension from opportunities like this, but they don't milk it, and it just. Mm-hmm. It makes it for just not a very interesting story to me. I mean, it's good that Joan and Corey are secure enough in their marriage that they don't need to make a thing of it. Sure. But also I'd be like, "Mm, Corey, maybe cool it a little bit. Cool it on Julia. I I mean, I think the point of that is like that everyone in the town is in love with her because she's like the only hot person. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, like that's like the guy, the the desk guard lets her into the hotel room of Richard Gears and like... Because she flashes those teeth. He's like, here, commit a felony. Break yeah. in, break and enter. <laughs> That's fine. Can we talk about the eggs? I was hoping that this came up. Thank God. Motif. Wait, what? Her liking the, the eggs. Like every time oh, she's with yeah, a guy, the she eggs. likes the kind of eggs that they like. Right. She doesn't know how to be your own person. It's a metaphor. It's What's a, there to discuss? <laughs> it's beautiful. It is. I think about that all the time. Every time I'm eating eggs, it's I think about so... Julia Roberts. I'm like, do I even like these eggs or does a guy I want to fuck like these Sloppily eggs? Sloppily written. It's crazy that Richard Gere says word for word three separate times. Oh, yeah? How's she like her eggs? How <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Eggs. Shout it at men as they're leaving a room. <laughs> oh, yeah? You think you are? How she like her eggs? I think I'm gonna get that tattooed on my ass. How she yeah. like her eggs? Quote Ike Graham. Turns out she likes Ike. some eggs Benedict. Yeah, yeah. But she tries all kinds of eggs on her own when she's finally single. She finally learns how to she be single. That's to be why yourself. I love being single. When you figure I can out any kinds of eggs I want. When you figure out what kind of eggs you like, that's when you know you've fixed yourself. Yeah, I'd be like, you know what? I like over easy. I do think that the moral of the married. story, what they were going for, is a good moral of, like, you have to learn how to be alone and who you are and not yeah. with other yeah. people. That's, like, a good moral. That's not the moral of most rom-coms. You've got to totally learn agree. how to cook your own eggs. Because most is rom-coms it? are the opposite, where they're, like, this independent woman who doesn't want a man. Instead, they, like, leaned into being, like, okay, there are people that, like, give themselves up for sure whoever they're with. But I feel like that would have hit a little more if she had... Not married Richard Gere. Or if this had been a good movie. Right. But I mean, <laughs> that's not why we're here. <laughs> yeah. it's I'm a, just a, saying, like, it's, it's a like. a good lesson poorly executed because uh, again, her character is like, who, I can't even describe her. They're like, she's quirky, but is she? Not really. She's still kind of just. Well, according to Joan Cusack, she's quirky, and that's different from weird. Right, which is also different from... from what's the other adjective thrown around in that scene? I don't remember. Wait, no, because Julia Roberts says, like, I'm weird. Which, first of all, no, grow up. Uh, <laughs> she's like, I'm weird. And then Joan Cusack's like, you're not weird, you're quirky. It's different. Yeah, AKA, quirky and weird are two hotter. very different things. Yeah, yeah. but with, with Joan, Joan uses another word to yeah. describe yeah, herself I don't remember what it is that either. feels like she's selling herself short yet again. Mm-hmm. I agree that I wish Joan would have been the star of this movie, if that's what you're leaning oh towards. Oh my god, I would love if Joan were the star of this movie. But to loop back into the thing of like her not ending up with Richard Gere, her point when she was like, here's why I couldn't marry you, is because with the first three guys, they didn't know who I was, and then with this marriage, when I tried to marry you the first time, you knew who I was, and that scared me because I didn't know who I was, so I have to go find myself. And then she finds herself, and she's like, I'm ready. So it's right. not, like, entirely Yeah, she she moody. sells her lamps, and she knows who she is now. <laughs> By the way, oh, yeah, that's I love how they act. say in the early, early in the movie that her degrees in industrial design, which I think whoever wrote this movie thinks that that means that you take industrial-looking things and, and design, design them into stuff. <laughs> That's hilarious. Which is not what industrial design is, but that's funny. Way to go. Is it Gary Marshall who wrote this? No, it's... He just uh, directed it. He directed it. Uh, Josanne McKibben and Sarah... Uh, wow, women. Perriot. Two women wrote they this movie. They let women write a movie. Wow. <laughs> right? Never again should that happen. Can we... Oh, okay. One thing that I, I really do want to talk about is Julia and Richard's... I don't remember their characters' names. Maggie and Ike's yep. first wedding where she does run away. That is a very fun... I did not think she was going to run away. Here's the thing. I I thought that that was going to be the end of the movie. Mm. Turns out there were 20 more minutes. Yeah. Anyways, she does run away. And then there's an amazing extended uh, product placement for FedEx. (laughs) Amazing. Absolutely amazing. The FedEx to Yeah. Down to they say what the slogan for FedEx was at the time. Oh, yeah, because he's like, <laughs> As a wherever she's going, she'll it'll be there, be there by 
10.30 tomorrow morning. Right. End scene. Yeah. But she, uh, Julia Roberts runs away from Richard Gere after Richard Gere shouts when she starts to leave, lock the doors. <laughs> Which Stop is her. Trap her. Stop her. Keep her here against her will. That's what marriage is. This ceremony can recover from what's happening right now. (laughs) This ceremony can recover from the bride not wanting to get married. Right. Like, yeah, just about face. She went the wrong way. She's going to marry me. We know each other for two whole weeks. What I do think is crazy is at the very, very end when they get married again, like for real this time, she did it. She goes through with it. She buys another fucking dress. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true. And they're not on that kind of budget. She works at a hardware store. He were, he's a USA Today columnist. Not anymore. Like, he got fired. Yeah, he did sell he that worked? story to GQ, I guess, as <gasps> if GQ would want that so story. What do you think? What do you think? Would GQ want that as a cover story? <laughs> I, I think it. I think they would. Why really? not? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I had well, such one a hard time bride, believing. That's like if Daniel from the Vans, you know, damn Daniel, if he ran away from a wedding, I think we'd all want to know. True. Dan- Daniel's runaway wedding. They didn't have internet celebrities back then. They just had, like, you know, newspaper celebrities. Right. I feel like the last celebrity of the runaway bride kind was that astronaut who wore a diaper. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And I love her. Actually, I love her. talked about her with somebody the other day. She's really important. We should we should have her on the show. It's not my show, but we should have her. <laughs> we should we should we should bring her into the fold a little more because she. I mean, if we're gonna talk, we usually say women in STEM at least once every podcast because we're allies and we love women in STEM. Yeah, we can uh, get specific. Women in STEM rule, but also astronaut women in diapers. She's rule. the opposite I think that that's of adjacent. a run- runaway bride. Really, she's she, she ran towards love. She was. <laughs> She was, and there were no time for bathroom breaks <laughs> in nope. her journey. I respect that. I respect the fuck out of that. I don't know if I'm that familiar with this story. <gasps> oh, man. Oh, we'll have to talk. It's going to be a long time. Okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll, overview, I'll look it up on my own. The overview is like there were two astronauts at NASA, a woman and a man, and then he started dating somebody else and she got really mad about it. So she drove like something unreasonable, like 11 hours or something, it, wearing a diaper to go confront him and like attack the woman and so she was charged with like oh planning to murder something I, I think i assume that she was wearing a diaper in space like no, a no, space no. diaper oh no no, no 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 she wore <laughs> she was wearing a, a real a real uh, a so real she was in a diaper. car and she's like i gotta get there asap no time to pull over for Correct. a rest stop right Di- Di- gotta piss and shit myself for she true love to shit she might have like not eaten you know just like Made sure she was fine. Yeah, it was premeditated, so wait a minute, you know. She might have been a, a really big planner. It seems like it. I mean, you've got to be meticulous if you're an astronaut. True. Maybe she had the diapers already. <laughs> maybe from, she's like, never know when you're going to need this. Maybe they were space diapers. She's maybe like, she I got some left over from road trips. space. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe like, that's her road trip thing. And, and It's the, not a bad idea for a road trip. And the failing press did not point that out. Lamestream media. Lamestream media. Why isn't there a movie about her? That's the really that's the million dollar question. That's crazy. Okay, I'll write it. I'll uh, I'll get the life <gasps> rights and then I'll uh, make sure it passes the Bechdel test. Oh yeah, for oh sure. my god, every line of dialogue will be passing the test. <laughs> I do like that she proposes once she runs away from the wedding the first time. I kind of from... liked that scene. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily like the scene, but I'm so sorry that I hate this movie so much. I don't like the scene, but I like. The woman being the one to propose. I I, they do that with Julia Roberts a lot, it seems like. Because oh, really? also in Notting Hill, she is like very much oh, the male yeah. like character. She's very unlikable in that movie, which I love. Like She's mm-hmm. not fun and like mm-hmm. kind, and she's successful, and he's kind of a bumbling idiot. So they kind of did it a little bit with this movie, too, I feel like, where they're like, you be a man. Right. And, and at the time, it was like, oh, what a novel and interesting thing to, to, make, our, right. to make our friend Julia do. Uh, I liked, I did like that the first time Richard Gere delivered that very clunky monologue about like the marriage of like mm-hmm. when marriage and you and someday love One or both of us y- will want to get out of and, this. Yeah. Maybe leave, but then stay. <laughs> and, yeah. and then she has to verbatim deliver that same clunky monologue back to him where she's like, it's like you said. Maybe leave and then <laughs> he's like, "I will marry you." <laughs> I liked. Yeah, Casey. 
I just I like to see I I like that we saw on screen a woman proposing to a man. I have a real problem with the traditional like yeah, you're you're together. You want to get married. Maybe you've talked about it, who knows, but generally if you're in a hetero relationship and you're the woman, you kind of just have to wait around to be asked to and it just like takes out your agency, you know? So I like that she's like, "You know what? I want this thing. I'm going to go out and ask for it and try to get it." So I like that part of it. I did also like that they didn't make it a big deal. Like, it wasn't like later people kept being like, and she proposed as a yeah, woman, like, you know? <gasps> yeah. Like that movie Leap Year with Amy Adams. Oh, yeah. She proposes, but it's like a whole thing that she's allowed to propose because she's a woman on Leap Year Day or something. I'm like, <laughs> you can do it any day. Right. It's They're fine. like, it's opposite day. So it's, <laughs> it's fine. It's wacky. Uh, um, just in terms of woman characters, probably the woman in this movie who has it together more than anyone is Richard Gere's ex-wife. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think that that was like an ex-wife character. They can very often be made to be shrewish, especially because she fired him. And that could have been made to seem like a vendetta thing. But it wasn't. She was just doing her job. Mm -hmm. And they have this very, I mean, very weird scene where Richard Gere pretty much kisses her on the mouth in front of her new husband. Right. Didn't love that, but for the most part, she seems to have it together, and she's like, I accept that our marriage is, you know, she's not pining after him. Mm -hmm. She's his boss. She fires him, but no hard feelings, and then she attends his, honestly, okay, if I were her, I would attend the Julia Roberts Richard Gere wedding, because it seems like such a bad idea that, like, there's a little petty revenge in there. I think they're <laughs> friends, though, too. Like, yeah. I just remember the guy's name, Fisher. Fisher is her new husband. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love him. He's great. Um, <sighs> Hector, slay me. Um, Drive my limo any day. Yeah, that's a euphemism. <laughs> if you're listening, Hector, <laughs> that is a euphemism. Yeah, I refer to my vagina as a stretch limo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, like, I liked their friendship. It seems like he's, like, a clueless idiot ex in a lot of ways that had no idea why they broke up and like all that. Yeah. And she was like, look, I've moved on with my life, but by the way, here's what you fucked up. And I loved that. Cause that's like how yeah. I'd want to be as an ex is like, we can be friends. We're fine. But here's like, you're a mess and I'm great. The ex-wife whose name I really don't remember, but, and her new husband, Fisher, they have a great relationship. Fisher's not jealous that Richard Gere is, you know, works with her or is around. I was like, man, this couple is very stable. I wouldn't want to see a movie about them because they're so stable. They're, they're in therapy. They literally talk about how yeah. it takes three people to make their marriage work. Me, Fisher, and our therapist. Like, and it looks like it's working. Yeah. Her name is Ellie, by the way. Ellie. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and I, so I, I'm, I'm pro Ellie. I am pro Joan, I'm pro Julia. I'm pro everyone in this movie, except Richard Gere sometimes. There's a lot of really good women in the movie, I think. Yeah. The, the grandma's adorable. Oh, classic horny grandma. Loved that. <laughs> Love oh, it. I wrote down some of my favorite lines from the movie, including... It's funny when a grandma says penis. That's the, that's the core. I bet someone said that in a meeting, and they're like, you know what? That's true. History is proven. It's funny when a grandma says penis. <laughs> right. I like well they they give her like the button in a bunch of different scenes as though what she has said <laughs> is a funny laugh line to go out on and it's usually not but I mean good she's no, horny good on her. it's a fun she, joke one of my favorite lines from the movie is she says innocent girls are terrified of the one-eyed snake when I was a virgin bride I took a knitting needle to bed with me what told what. Like she's, as a weapon to shove up her stab, pussy. She's going to stab a dick. Stab his dick. And I love it. That's, <laughs> that's like, a fun joke. That's, honestly, that's one of the better jokes of this movie. I love that she calls it a one-eyed snake. I love yeah. that she was a virgin and scared. And she was going to get militant. <laughs> she was like, let's skip right to stabbing your dick. There is nothing funnier than a scared virgin, first of all. <laughs> the I only thing funnier is interpreted dick, as when she first said it. I, is she going to like try to like butter herself up with a knitting needle like that's what i thought she was saying i liked i liked horny grandma i i I'm, I'm i mean sure. it would be betty white today if it were cast today you that's know betty white yeah the past 10 years horny grandma characters yeah and that that grandma i may she rest in peace probably um <laughs> most likely rest in peace probably made a ton of money on that and was went you know traveled the world and was a horny grandma there she probably sent her, like, two grandsons to college with the money she made from Runaway Bride. Oh, that would be so nice. And then they're like, you know, that would be cool if you hooked up with a guy in college and he's like, you know why I can afford to go here? Because my grandma said penis. That's amazing. 
I wonder when her grandsons went to college, and I wonder if I fucked them. I can't wait to find out. Uh, if, if that were the reason I could afford college... I would tell everyone. That would be like my pre-hookup story. I'd be like, by the right. way, just by so the you way, know, like, the grandma and bride is why I'm here. <laughs> I want to talk about wedding culture. First of all, the... Hashtag wedding culture. This movie, while it's like, yeah, you got to find out who you are first before you can like pair off with someone else. That's good. But it's still like marriage is the end goal. You're not successful until you've married. It's yeah. kind of also the message it's sending... I feel um, like this movie, like, I don't know, 99, that's that's a tricky, I feel like that's, like, around the time where that mentality was, like, maybe dying but not dead yet. Right. Well, Sex and the City hadn't happened, so people didn't know it was an option to be Samantha. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, it wasn't cool to be a, a fun slut yet. Which, <laughs> it wasn't. And, like, thank God we can all be fun sluts now. Oh, I love being a fun slut. Yeah, because, like, back then the movies were, like, parent trap, and it was, like, let's wear beige and, like, be a mom, you know? Like, that was the roles for women were, like, a mom. Yeah, and and this movie doesn't deal with it in a great way for sure, but it, I don't know, it's weird that I feel like within a few years of this movie coming out, that mentality slowly started to dissipate, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure it did have something to do with Sex and the City. Well, because, like, right around this time is also, um, just a little bit before, was, like, You've Got Mail, and if you watch that movie, like, it's a much better written romantic comedy, but the, the aim of the main character is not, like, sex or fun, it's, like, dating a nice guy and that was like all romantic comedies in the 90s were like i want to date a nice guy mm-hmm. right and now and then right after it it was like fun sluts you know right which and is now, great i'm i'm just saying that's like very par for the course for 98 i feel yeah. like even so weddings still happen mm-hmm. and i just want to talk about how they're a huge money-making scam <laughs> yeah you heard it here first guys wedding if you have a wedding you're throwing away your money because like first of all why are there so many different events for what should just be one event? Because you've got, like, your bridal shower. You've mm-hmm. got your bachelorette or your bachelor party. Mm-hmm. You've got your rehearsal mm-hmm. and your rehearsal dinner. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the wedding itself. And mm-hmm. then you've got the reception. Mm-hmm. And then you're supposed to go on a honeymoon. And sure, you're, like, celebrating this great thing that's happening in your life. But <laughs> it's just, it comes with... So like, oh, you got to document it with a videographer and a photographer, and there's got to be flowers, and you got to buy a dress that's thousands of dollars, and you have to book out a venue that's thousands of dollars, and right. you got a stationery in the oh. It's I just, find it hard to believe that all of that would make me happier than a $250 Target gift card. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> like absolutely, there's no way that I that somebody would offer me either that or like a even like. A $50 Target gift card to be like, that sounds really thrilling. That would be the better choice. I don't know. I I really do enjoy weddings. I don't know. I like going to them a lot. Uh, I yeah. love it when other people have them. But then I think about like, oh, you don't have $30,000 for a party. Like who, what life do you live? You'd have to live a very different life in my world to pay for Oh, 30. yeah. Also, yeah. With the idea of a wedding ring alone, just like paying for a rock that's so much money. I'm like, do you know you can buy a car? You buy a whole I'm like, car. let's get a functional tats. thing. Let's get back tats. Full back tattoo for less. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. Absurd. Let's it's get sleeves that match. <laughs> I could get like someone the, will get your matching worm tattoo someday. No, <laughs> you could literally just get like the whole script of Shrek tattooed on the back of your body. Yeah, that would be a fun couple activity. <laughs> I love Shrek. There, I love. Shrek. Oh. Why didn't we do Shrek? I would have loved to talk about Wait, we, Can we do that? It's crazy that we haven't done a Shrek episode what? yet. I'm right? doing a Shrek podcast like, and I'll invite both of you guys on. Yes. I love oh. Shrek so much. We just keep watching Shrek over and over and over. <laughs> yes. Um, the I like weddings. I don't like getting too involved in weddings because when it comes to the point where I was a, a maid of honor last year and I had to fly across the country, like three separate times to do like shower bachelorette and then wedding and then i missed something or other and everyone was mad yeah that i didn't love you're putting not only are you putting a financial burden on yourself you're often inflicting it on a bunch of other people oh yeah i mean and and usually the people uh closest to you that you love yeah you're you're like like, let me fuck these people sorry you gotta buy this this dress and and i have to get you a juicer yeah i would absolutely make my worst enemy my maid of honor like, right. there's no bigger fuck you than you need to take care of this party that I'm planning. I am excited. Okay, I do want to have 
a, a like a, a wedding someday, and I have all these fun pranks planned. Me too. And I want to put like a wild card in my bridal party, like someone <laughs> that like I'm not particularly close to, but like just really just guilt her into being in my bridal party <laughs> and being very close with everyone else, and everyone being like, "Who's this person?" Um, and then I also have this plan for my whole life, uh, where and it starts at my wedding because I forgot to do it at my college graduation uh, where I, in every major event in my life I want there to be someone dressed in a in a Scooby costume like a mascot costume mm-hmm. but be in like the background of the picture you know and then at the birth of my child it'll be in the background of the picture uh, we'll have well, well I'll have to have a guy yeah. that I can just, call I, a guy for hire. I got a. I wanted to have a ring bear and have the person dress up in a full bear costume, <laughs> but like good. an adult man, like yeah. not a cute little child costume. No, it can't be cute. It no, has no. to be alarming. Yeah. I want my wedding to be very alarming. I want everyone to feel like they had a bad dream. <laughs> I'm going to ask people that aren't my parents to walk me down the aisle, but like not even close to me. They're just like <laughs> random oh, yeah. people. Don't even get me started on all the implications of that. Like, I want to get stunt doubles for my parents. Yeah. <laughs> I want them to do flips. Like the whole like father giving away his daughter. To, it's like... Well, I'm my daughter's property. Yeah, I mean, like, my father's my property. property. Now I bestow this property onto this other man who... And oh yeah, you gotta change your name now because I want my dad and the man I married to do like a, a Britney Madonna style kiss and pass my spirit <laughs> on. <laughs> I want my dad. It's like now you are the princess of pop. <laughs> I really want my dad to end up like Richard Gere in this film and to end up kissing the groom. Yeah, and exactly. Not, and then not me. And that's how we find out my dad's. I want to get cucked at my own wedding and watch my dad and my beloved make out. <laughs> and maybe go further, in my wedding at least. I'm fine. I'm fine if they go further. A little tweaking? Yeah, a little... Mm. Tweak, tweak, tweak. Do, do what Boing. you feel. Yeah, do what you feel is, is I would enjoy a wedding if that happened. That would I don't be fun, like, yeah. I want to be clear. I understand like wanting to throw a celebration for this important day in your life. But even if you don't do it, guess what? You still can be married if you fill out all the paperwork. Anyway... Or if you just hang out for seven years. Yeah, that too. Just live <laughs> together for a while and then you'll be married. But um, I understand like wanting to like throw a party, but does it need to be as extravagant as what we're doing and what we have been doing for decades? No, I don't think so. No. I used to have it's a... financially irresponsible for most people. I don't like it. Yeah, I used to have a joke about like, would you have the same wedding if you had to invite a kid that was like starving to your wedding and like probably you'd be like oh thirty thousand dollars is not a good thing to spend on a party when the world's like this yeah exactly (laughs) like the world is so bad thirty thousand dollars could save like 18 families right yeah i do love listening to people talking about the specifics of their wedding though because it's always so serious but if you're even one step removed from it you're like this is the dumbest thing i've ever heard in my life like my 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 cousin got married and the, she would, I would hear her on the phone. She'd call me crying because, like, shit wasn't rustic enough. Like, she'd, call, she'd, be, <laughs> she'd be like, I really, my mom doesn't want to pay for the tables that, be, I want the tables to be barrels because barrels are <laughs> rustic and I don't understand why we can't afford enough barrels. And da, da, da. Oh, <laughs> it's just like, oh, that's honey, crazy. this problem is big. <laughs> this is a big problem. My gotta re- get those barrels. My really only requirement is I'm gonna walk down the aisle to the song Africa by Toto. That's like oh, mm, that's my a absolute. Because you're gonna get so amped from that that like it doesn't even matter who I'm marrying that I'm just gonna be like I'm in. <laughs> by yeah. the time you walk down the aisle to Africa you'll marry literally anyone. Literally anyone. <laughs> like, just... Is it Bob Costas? Who is it? I don't care. Put him up there. Turn around. <laughs> who <laughs> who <are> am I? <laughs> that's how I feel about weddings. Sorry weddings are fun. I mean, I maybe it's because I don't get invited to them. Maybe that's why I hate <gasps> them. I really, what? Yeah. Here's another call from my cousin. Jay, I I lost the cornhole game, and I was painting the cornhole game because it's a rustic game to play. And and, and now my husband doesn't want to. He's not my husband yet. He's but he's gonna be my husband, and and no one's gonna be able to play cornhole. <laughs> that's. Are they still married? Yeah. Is so it, far, so good. <laughs> how long has it been? Uh, four months. Oof. All right. It'll it'll last. It's gonna. Marriages always do. Guys, I think this one's gonna. I think they're gonna make it. Oh, good. Those crazy kids. We got the cornhole. We got the barrels. She's. She's twenty-five. Ooh, no, that's. 
guys, I really hope my cousin doesn't listen to this. I don't, I don't think she think does. <laughs> I don't think she does. I can edit it out. Uh, I no, think no, leave it. That I want to know if she listens. I think people shouldn't get married until they're like 35 at the earliest. I think people shouldn't get married until they've already been married once before and, and fucked it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, you have to, like, do it one time, and everyone's like, we know this isn't serious, but we're just going to do, like, that one. And then you get divorced, and you, like, try again. I've dated guys who I'm like, you would be a great second husband. I'm definitely going to refer to my husband as my first husband, so that people know. Introduce him. This is Gary, my first first husband. husband. It's like, oh, are you guys, like, no, we are, we just got married. Uh, I want to keep him on his toes. We're very in love. We're truly in love. One of my favorite lines from Jurassic Park, which I know this is not the movie we're talking about, but Dr. Ian Malcolm, a.k.a. Jeff Goldblum, Mm. says, yeah, I'm always on the lookout for a future ex-Mrs. Malcolm, knowing that he's going to fall in love with someone, get married and get divorced. And he's just I'm he's just gonna, realistic with his expectations. Yeah, it's like that song, I'm only going to break, 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 break your heart. I did it wrong. That's but a good like, one. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of songs where rappers are like warning women that they're going to break their hearts. And I love that because it's like, you're honest, you're real. Right. And then you can just present the receipts in the form of a top 40 cycle. Right. <laughs> yeah, I told, break, told break you your heart. so. Yeah. I love rom-coms. I love love. I love rom-coms because it's like, I'm not supposed to like vapid dumb things and i'm leaning in hard yeah i'm just like this i you love know- the bachelor i love jane the virgin like <gasps> wait we gotta talk about <laughs> jane the virgin is my favorite show in the world i've seen it all the way through twice it's, it's amazing so good it's amazing it's have you seen catastrophe so another good rom-com <gasps> no oh, i do like uh, i've only seen the first season but i do like that show excellent oh rom-com show. An, or uh, amazon original series. jane the virgin is the best show on television if you like why it, don't you'll more like people it. talk about it i don't know it's so well written it's very so self-aware good. i love it gina rodriguez shines every week Every week. Team Michael? Uh, yeah. Whoa, whoa, controversy. Whoa. Um, are there any other thoughts that people have on the movie, Runaway Bride? I will say that there are a lot of good speaking roles for women for different kinds of characters that are, like, not the same role or not just putting them in the same, like, shrill woman, best friend. Like, it, it was a little weird mm-hmm. and different. Yeah. They are all white. It is a very white movie. Incredibly right. white movie. As many movies are, there is a I think a a reporter who is like at the the fine or oh, the yeah, la- the is, wedding yeah. that they attempt and then she runs away from with Richard Gere. Um, uh, there's a woman of color who's a reporter who's asking questions, but other than that, and everyone's the, pretty white. The Oof. older woman we see as horny grandma. Oh yeah, yeah. So we do see some uh, see representation of uh, yeah older women. So that's nice. horny grandma. Mm-hmm. Uh, so check. Um, it does pass the Bechdel test for sure. Mm-hmm. So that's good. It yeah, doesn't. There's, there's a scene where it passes pretty early on whenever Joan Kuzak and the other lady friend, whose name I forget. The cousin, unmarried cousin? No. Um, oh, there and is. And not a... the Betty Trout either. There's a one with like a poof hair thing. Yeah, there I know exactly what you're talking friend. about. Um, yeah. She's an older woman too. Yeah, yeah. She's she says, I'm going to go focus on your eggs, Bob, while she's working at the diner. <laughs> <laughs> Good um, eggs joke. They yeah. come in and ask Maggie if she's seen the column that Richard Year has printed in right. the USA Today. And she's like, Yeah, what a funny joke, you guys. And <laughs> she's like, You told us not to do any bachelorette jokes. Cause is that a thing? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> so uh, so there's that conversation. Uh, it happens again in the hair salon. Yeah. Again, curl up and die, which is what I wanted to do when I watched this movie. <gasps> Triggered. 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 They are talking about a chair. For a while, they're talking about a dog. They talk about all kinds of stuff. It's not a man. They're fun friends. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. guys. As as you were saying that, I was thinking about how I don't think Shrek passes the Bechdel test, and I'm freaking. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It pass. doesn't. So now, well, uh, yeah, because there's Fiona and there's like are the, there other? There's no other speaking parts for women other yeah. than give him the chair when the woman yells that when he's beating someone up. That yeah, Shrek man, it it's it, problematic. It's problematic. It came out before 9 11. It was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. It did. It came out like two months before 9 11. <laughs> Can I tell you my favorite fun fact about a movie ever? And I was also about to say one of my favorite movies does not pass the Bechdel test Master of Disguise. Fun fact about the Master of Disguise you know that scene, that famous scene from the Master of Disguise, the turtle turtle scene? <laughs> turtle you know turtle. That I have not seen that movie. Everyone's seen this scene. Have you seen the turtle <laughs> no, turtle? I Are you kidding? me aristotle 
Aristotle seen it. Oh, shout it's, out to Aristotle. It's Dana Carvey's only movie that he's the star of. It's the last movie he's the star of. It's not a great movie, but I um I wrote a bunch of essays about it a couple of years ago, and uh, I listened to the the commentary track. And this iconic, very bad scene in this very bad movie was filmed on September 11, two thousand one. Wow! They wow. kept going after that. They they, like, <laughs> they said that in the commentary track. They were just like. Because it was Dana Carvey and the director, and they were just like, oh, like when the turtle scene started, they're like, oh, I was like, why? This is a great scene. And they're like, oh, yeah, this was on September 11th, 2001, and uh, we had to stop filming for a couple minutes and uh, just sort of have a moment of silence, but... uh, you know, we had to finish the scene. Sure. I was like, man, the show must go on. And the show <laughs> truly went on. The show truly did go on. Oh, I just wanted to say a few of my other favorite lines of dialogue from Ooh, yes. the movie. One of them is when Richard Gere shows up to the baseball game that uh, people are playing, and Maggie goes, There he is again, Snoop Doggy Dog. <laughs> yeah. That is a good, that is a good quote. Fun 99 quote. <laughs> I don't know what it means. I'm still thinking about no. it. I think he's like snooping I mean, he's around, snooping on her, but that's like not a response to snooping. That's no. that stuck with me too. Another the Titanic makes a Snoop Dogg reference too. They name one what? of their deep sea cameras after. Oh Snoop. yeah, I was like, what? How does Jack and Rose know about Snoop Dogg? <laughs> we came from the past to warn you. There's a passenger from the future on this boat. <laughs> what does Snoop Dogg wear on the and Titanic? He's so to hell I would actually watch the Titanic if Snoop Dogg had been on it. Honestly, I will not watch that film. I like uh, Snoop Dogg has been a prevalent cultural force for decades. It, that, that, that's all I'm saying. My other favorite line is when uh, Maggie goes, "You wouldn't know real love if it jumped up and bit you in the armpit." Armpit. I love armpit. that they were like, instead of ask, "What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do?" Yeah, can't say dick. How about armpit? We can't say dick. How about one-eyed snake? <laughs> There's, I, I liked that. That seemed like one of those things of like, let's just change the dialogue so TBS doesn't need to change it later. Right. Yeah, they clearly. <laughs> God, love TBS. I love TBS movie edits. They're so good. Should we, are we ready to... Buck and I came here to party. <laughs> are we ready to, to rate? Let's do it. All right. Um, so we rate on a, a five nipple scale of how you feel the um the movie treats its uh women characters and uh we we usually describe the nipples do you want to go first sure i would give it mm, i'm gonna say i'm gonna give it two and a half nipples i'm gonna i'm gonna give it uh both of joan cusack's nipples and a half a horny grandma nipple nice yeah i'd say i want to give it like two nipples um it does bother me that like such a huge emphasis is placed on marriage and pair bonding and that's like what you're supposed to be doing if you're a young woman and you gotta find a man to be with um some things happen that i don't mind i think are okay um largely i just think this is such a sloppily poorly written movie that i can't i don't like any of the characters so with that said two nipples they belong to the drunk dad oh sad Leaky alcoholic nipples. Yeah. Do alcoholics have nipples that leak? <laughs> like that leak booze out of them? Mm, and they can know. suckle on them if they run, if they're. Yep. <laughs> I don't mean to be making light of alcoholism. I know it's a serious problem and disease. How about you? I'm going to go with. I would go with three. The only thing that I really have an issue with is that, like you said, everyone is white. So that, that might be. That might be a two and a half. Yeah. But I was I was gonna go three nipples. There's a lot of speaking roles for women. There's a lot of friendship for women. There's um, more than most movies. They let women actually talk, even if they are annoying women. Um, <laughs> which women are annoying? That's real. Um, not all. I'm just saying there's some women who are annoying. I women annoying. are annoying. Women are sluts all across the board. Look, I Yay. think I'm an annoying slut. If someone called me that, I'd be like, "This is the <laughs> be like, best accurate. day." I'd be like, "Yes, you know me. You get me when we're and now you married. get to marry me." <laughs> yeah. No, but I think. There were some accurate portrayals of parts of womanhood in that movie. Um, so I'm going to give it three, and all three nipples are coming from Porthole the Dog. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got a plenty to go Fertile around. Fertile as hell. Yeah. He's got <laughs> up to six. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. wait, well, Runaway Bride, 
Kaylin hated it. Sophia and I liked it. Uh, ultimately, a weird movie that people probably don't watch that much. Yeah, but you could. You should if you want to, you know, waste two two hours. Okay, relax. Two hours. Okay, relax. Anyway, Sophia, thanks for being here. Yeah, uh, thank you so where much. can people find you online? Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, they can find me online on Twitter at the number one and then follower no dad. One follower no dad. <laughs> and then uh, I run a monthly show, a comedy show at The Resident, which Jamie was on recently. And our next show is April 3rd. Super. Woo. Cool. Thank you for coming. All right. Yay. Thank you. You can follow us on uh, Twitter at Bechtelcast. Mm-hmm. And rate and review us. We'd love Send those us reviews. reviews. And uh, give me your worst. Yay. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.